Good morning and happy Monday, Super Glorious. So today we're going to continue a mini series on cognitive biases, and we're going to talk about what it means to overcome these cognitive biases, how they play out in the workplace in our and in our homes, and what we can do about it. Because Super Gluer, you are holding it together for so many. So our goal is to draw on our sources of strength and get real. Let's share in a morning prayer and then gear up for a kick-ass day. So today, we're going to be talking about some of the conscious and unconscious thoughts we have in relationship to cognitive biases, but we're really going to look at this from the perspective of paying attention to how we interact with others and how others interact with us. And today, we're calling this Stop Being a A whole. Can I say that word? Are you guys going to be offended? I hope not. Stop being an asshole. So um, I won't put it out like that publicly, but I mean, truly, this is what it is. Like, stop being an a-hole, right? And I'm not talking about you necessarily. Maybe you're not uh, treating people in an unkind way, but I guarantee you are encountering someone who's been an a-hole lately. And we want to Try to understand some of the thoughts and feelings that are going on and the behaviors that are related. So so let's think about it from this standpoint. So whether we're conscious of it or not, we actually have a series of connections between what we think and what we feel and what we do, okay? So sometimes when people are just such jerks, we have to understand that a lot of their actions are influenced by how they're feeling and how people feel really does affect what they do and whether or not we see ourselves um, as being, you know, confident and and feel, you know, we feel good about ourselves. All of that has a lot to do with how we view other people. And, um, you know, it's a, like almost like a reflection of ourselves of how we show up and treat others. So this is really helpful sometimes to know when someone is just being an a-hole, right? So, so, we have to understand that there are reasons for certain emotions and and uh, a lot of it comes down to our thoughts. And like what happens is throughout our day, really all the time throughout the day, um, as people, we're experiencing these loops in our mind, okay? Um, and so, and like I said, those really can interact or they, they can have a lot to do with how we interact with others. So when we think about it, why does this happen? Okay, so let's just kind of do, we're gonna do a little, bit of learning today because I'm having so much fun uh, learning some of this information. But we know that, you know, the human brain is inundated with with information and we we have to make a lot of decisions. Okay. It's part of what we have to do. So what our brain has figured out is that we need to create little shortcuts. Like we need to uh, perceive information really, really quickly, quickly, and then make judgments. Okay. So if we're faced with a stressful situation, this is really helpful. Like, um, you know, if we're walking across the street and we we see a car coming at us or something, or we're driving and we uh, have a car coming at us, like we need that. We need that patterning to happen super fast for a judgment to happen, happen super fast. That's what keeps us safe. Okay. But the thing about cognitive biases is they only account for part of the truth event or scenario. Okay, so let me say that again. When we have a cognitive bias, it's only accounting for part of the truth event or scenario, and it's not accounting 
for all of the other possible options. So we have to check that with ourselves because when it's unchecked, our cognitive biases can accumulate these like really negative mindsets about ourselves or others or the world. And then it can really influence our daily emotions and behaviors. And we start to interact differently with people um, based on that. So, you know, for example, like if you had a really poor self-image, you may only focus on criticisms from others and there could be compliments, you know, kind of going on around you, but you, you don't even hear them or you won't even notice them. Um, Or you might notice the failures in others more than achievement. Uh, These are from researchers, uh, White, Brockett, and Overstreet. They talk about this research in where, like, when you have a poor image of yourself, you are more likely to focus on the failures of others rather than their achievement. Ooh, mind blown, right? So when I say, like, stop being an (laughs) a-hole, I mean, I mean it, like, We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to then think uh, positively about ourselves and our own self-image so that we can think positively about others, right? And so sometimes simply being aware of this can really help us kind of overcome problematic thinking patterns. And it's helpful to kind of go through this exercise where we put our thoughts on trial. We go through this like process where we're like, okay, Let me take a thought and examine it. It's going to go to court. I'm going to take my my thoughts to court, right? And uh, we're just going to really think about like, why are we having that thought? And then like, what's the evidence of that thought? And then, uh, you know, what could be other reasons for that thought? And then thinking like really, really far out to kind of, you know, look at other ways that maybe a situation or other reasons a situation is happening or like what, you know, what could be the alternatives and um, not making assumptions about people. So I had this employee that drove me crazy um, and I really felt like she was lazy, to be quite honest with you. Um, And there was definitely, I felt some evidence of that, right? So then during COVID, I had asked her to, to help with something and her reaction was uh, not too favorable, let me tell you. And I, again, I was like, there we go. See, she's so like lazy. She doesn't want to do extra. And maybe that was the case. But when I really broke it down using this exercise, I was like, oh my God, there could have been a lot of things going on with her that I just didn't know. One, you know, maybe she was super taken advantage of in the past. She could have had um, you know, a situation where a boss really was taking advantage of her, asking her to do too much, sort of like protecting herself, which came across as, you know, really not wanting to do extra. And then I was able to kind of think like, well, what, what has she done uh, that demonstrates that she really does care about the community and wants to help the community? And I could come up with some answers. It wasn't to, it wasn't like her work ethic was to the level of what I would want or expect um, necessarily. And I, I still think even examining this, I would still say I wouldn't look at some of the work and say this was up to par, but I took it as her just wanting to be insupport, insubordinate or lazy. And now after examining it, I'm not really sure that it was insubordination or laziness. I think there could be, again, like some protecting of myself, from things that happened to me in the past, or it could be absolutely I'm working to my capacity 
um, thinking about her perspective. Like she's like, I'm working to my capacity. I am super, super stressed out and you're asking me to do more. So from my perspective, it was just like, I instantly thought she was really lazy, honestly, or she just did not want to do, um, she just didn't want to engage in the community the way I'd hoped. And I think there are some interesting things about that because I definitely had some biases about what it meant to have good work ethic and like what kind of effort I was expecting. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with those expectations, but the, but the shift was the problem was I ended up making myself miserable because I got so mad about it inside. And I was like, so frustrated that I'm having like a physical reaction and then I'm making decisions based on that. Does that make sense? So it's not that I want to be like, well, she gets to be lazy or not do extra work. And we should all just say, you know, that's okay. No, that's not okay. Um, But I don't need to go into the spiral every time and then make assumptions about her every time. So hopefully that's, that's making some sense. And um, like I said, we're going to do a a little bit longer of a series on this or, well, I mean, it's going to be a mini series, a couple of podcasts, but I think it's worth kind of thinking about. So What is the tip then? What can we do? Well, what we really need to do is we need to put our thoughts on trial. We need to kind of examine like, where is this thought coming from? Okay, is there truth to it? Okay, and there may be, okay? Like I felt like, yeah, there is some truth here. Okay, what could be the other alternatives though? Like that's my truth and what I thought, I thought she was being kind of being lazy. What could be the other alternatives, the other truths? What could be? Start to think about that, start to examine that. And then begin to take a really wide uh, view, pull back from your emotion and take a wide view of all of the possible reasons why someone could behaving be behaving the way that they are, okay? And you may not know necessarily the answer, um, but kind of go through that loop because you don't want to end up with a thinking error and then you're reacting based on those thinking errors, okay? So super gluers. Let's uh, talk about this from the standpoint of the scripture. And oh my gosh, I have to be honest. I thought I had prepared my my scripture for you today and I didn't do a very good job of that. I absolutely uh, thought I pulled it up and I did not. But there is one scripture that I think is uh, really relevant to this and may not match perfectly, but it's it's popping up for me. So I'm gonna share it because there must be a reason. reason. Um, and it's from Colossians 3, uh 23, and it says, whatever you do, work with the heart as for the Lord, not for man. Ooh, whatever you do, work with the heart as for the Lord, not for, for man. And I am going to say, super glower, that our work is something we need not be ashamed of. We should do with truth. We should be able to uh, feel good about the work that we do, but it means that we have to keep our emotions in check sometimes, or at least examine them to kind of figure out, am I acting based on a belief and taking that, or excuse me, that thought and taking that thought all the way from the thought to the belief, to the action. And could I stop myself and re-examine all the other reasons why something could be happening other than what's showing up for me in my brain uh, from, you know, that quick judgment. All right, let's get ready to pray. Super glorious father. God, thank you so, so, so much for this day. Thank you for giving us life and breath and opportunities. Thank you, Lord, for, thank you. Well, I want to say thank you for giving us our brains to be so well designed to protect us and all of the ways that our brains keep us safe. 
And with that, Lord, that means that we also have a responsibility to understand that our brains will make judgments and patterns very, very quickly, Lord. And I just ask you to give us the wisdom to slow down, like slow down our brains sometimes, Lord. Lift us all up with with wisdom to slow down and take a long view, a wide view of and be able to see why um, somebody may be acting the way that they're acting and not necessarily for us to just make a quick judgment. Because sometimes we just don't know, Lord, and help us to have the, the kindness in our hearts to to understand that too. Father God, I ask you all of these things so that we can go out and do your work so that we can lift up those who need to be uplifted. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Super Glora, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye!